You're listening to In the Event We Don't Make It with Tori and Amjad. I'm Tori Stapleton. And I'm Amjad Osman. And this is In the Event We Don't Make It. If you come across these files, this is what was going on during the coronavirus 2020. So make sure to tune in to see exactly what was happening. Or don't. F- you. <laughs> Let's jump in. Today is Friday. It is about to be the weekend. Doesn't Dude. feel like a Friday, I'm not going to lie. Oh, it doesn't feel like Friday at all. <laughs> Every day has felt like a Saturday. Every day has just been a confusing day where I'm trying to figure out what day it is. A, a Saturday. <laughs> S-A-D. Yeah, oh, sa- Saturday. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> but uh, What's going on in the world today? Because I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I stayed up all night last night watching All American. Almost got through it. And then I, I had a very late start to the day. So, yeah. um I, I haven't still, I haven't seen anything on social media or anything. I don't know any updates. I uh I I also stayed up late last night. We obviously we got episode 3 up, but uh, on top of that, I got caught up in a Netflix spiral where I ended up watching Pandemic. And I put it on. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to watch some of this a little bit and as it gets boring or whatever, I'll pass out by then and go to bed. But turns out I got hooked. And so pandemic kept me up until 3.30 in the morning yesterday. And I'm no, you know, really I, burning that uh, midnight oil. Really huh? burning the midnight oil. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a productive day yesterday. So I treated myself a little bit. But uh, so where are we at in the world? So right now, the state of California issued that stay at home order. And as of today, the states of New York and Illinois also followed suit. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to NPR this morning. And on NPR, one main issue that's already come about is how exactly are they going to enforce this? And I don't know how much you know about what happened in Italy, but in Italy, they decided that they would go to the extent to give people fines and tickets, uh, like a, like a, almost like a speeding right, right, ticket, right? right? If, if you're they out, don't comply. If they don't comply, if you're I out actually, and about um, in your house. I actually just spoke to uh, one of my buddies is a, uh, a soldier over there. Um, he's in the Air Force and uh, he's in Italy. And I actually spoke to him and he was just like, man, you guys are just going through this. This lockdown, he was like, but this has been our this has been our life for like the last month. So, um, yeah, I spoke to him over there, and he uh, he gave me a lot of insight. And then uh, also, I spoke to a friend in um, in, in Norway, and uh, in Norway as well, they're also they're also uh, issuing fines for anybody who doesn't comply. It's it's crazy, and and it's really kind of scary. And I think um, in the U.S., the the governor of California said that we don't need to enforce people the good he said the good people of california should know that they should continue following the same measures that they've taken already to to make sure that they don't do anything outside of the house that isn't essential that's wishful thinking they should know it's like what people should know and what they actually know are two different things i think he's afraid that if we start to enforce some of these rules that it may turn catastrophic and people might start to panic right for sure and there, there you know there is that whole element of uh People wanting to do things that they're not supposed to do. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, I mean, you can use like the drinking age as an example. It's like, yeah, you know, rebellious young kids that aren't supposed to drink are drinking because they're, you know, they're not supposed to. So, um, I think it was a smart move on his behalf. I yeah, mean, you you sh- you shared with me a video yesterday. I think it was like, um, uh, oh, it was Isaiah Thomas. It was a meme of Isaiah Thomas, right? <laughs> and he was like, I just wanted to get ice cream. I just, I just wanted to get a frosty oh yeah frosty that's right <laughs> he's like i just wanted to get a frosty when when they asked him in an interview about um oh, oh what the fan said to him yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. upset because that really upset him because he ended up cussing back at the fan and right. really getting upset uh during a game 
And so when Isaiah Thomas was in that situation uh, and they asked him what the fan said to him that made him really pissed off, he, the fan apparently cussed him out, told him, fuck you. Right, and, he right. said, and then on his way out, when they kicked the fan out, he said to him, he said, I really just wanted a frosty. Yeah, I guess I guess if you if you miss two free throws in a row or yeah, well, I don't know, I forgot no, exactly no, what right. happened, but it's a damn shame as well. Yeah, it yeah, it is what it is. It's just funny how they use that clip. It's like anything you say can and will be used against you in uh, the world, <laughs> right? In the court of Instagram. So uh, it's hilarious, bro. I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because somebody else used that same uh, phrase or comment that Isaiah Thomas made, and that they put on a meme. It said me when I get caught leaving my quarantine and being right, outside. Right, right, right. So it made me think, what would you leave the house or leave quarantine for? What would you sacrifice your quarantine for? What would I sacrifice my quarantine for? Wow. Um, um, hmm. Are we talking in terms of food? In, in, terms in terms of anything. In terms of anything. <sighs> Well, I mean, obviously you got to go out, you got to eat, but um, something I sacrificed my quarantine for, uh, it's probably a member of the opposite sex. If, <laughs> <laughs> if there was, a, I mean, listen, man, with keeping with, it a buck. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. With every day, this, this, this gets a lot, a lot more real. And I'm, I'm really appreciating the people in my life. You and me both. I, 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 I would I'll second, I would second that. Right. I'll I'll, second that. I don't think I have anything like silly, like, you know what I mean? Oh, like. A meal or anything like that that I would sacrifice my quarantine for. But honestly, on a more serious note, um, I'm out here. My family's all on on the East Coast, so yeah, I think I probably sacrificed my quarantine to take a flight back to uh, to New York. But I would stay very far away from my parents and uh, and my family. I mean, uh, not very far, but. I would, uh, I would I would keep a safe distance. Yeah. I, listen, man, I, I respect that. I would love to go home and see my family, too. I think for me, if I'm thinking about what I would sacrifice the quarantine for here in L.A. immediately, I would just want to go to the gym. I'd want to get just exert some of this energy. I want to run. I want to play some basketball. Fuck that. I want to swim. I want to. I want to do some physical activity. And if Fuck I can invite that. the homies to come and hang out and do that too, and we can all do like an activity together, nah, you that better, would be amazing. Like, bro, you better not invite no no, no dudes to come over here. And no, 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 no. I ain't talking about here. I'm talking oh, about. Okay. I'm talking about if we could avoid the, the quarantine and go to the gym. I ain't nah. about to invite no dudes over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I no. want to hear y'all down here. No, 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 no. Come on now. Come on now. Nah, but man, listen. Like, have you seen these? challenges going around uh everybody's push challenge, challenge push-up challenge and then all types of challenges and like i'm just telling you like this look i'm in here to eat <laughs> and chill and be creative like don't tag me in any of these challenges because i'm not doing them you're going to be very upset yeah that you have zero participation listen on this side. i'm not trying to participate push in up. No, no push-up <laughs> challenges i can do some push-ups on my own time if i want to and i don't need to record it right, right. I, I, you know i'm already at the house so it's questionable what i'm wearing half the time you know, it's like when you're at home and, and, you know, and you're in the comfort of your home, I don't know about you, but when I'm I was big growing comfy up, right now, yeah, yeah, mad comfy. But when I was growing up, like my mom would have her hair up, done up in the pins and whatnot. Right. You know, for me at a young, super young age, I used to have a do rag on at the house all the time, walking around with a wife beater and some shorts. And most of the time I grew up, especially when I grew up in, in Sudan and Saudi Arabia, I would walk around the house or walk around outside barefoot, not outside, outside, but outside my house barefoot. Yeah, that's and why so, the bottom of them feet look like leather. But so I, I don't I don't need to be recording my uh, my push ups because God only knows what I'm doing that day or how I look right. that day. You know. <laughs> right. No. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I see people out here really, really getting dressed to uh, 
to record these challenges. Doing their makeup. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I see you. I'm on to you. That's not how you're in there quarantining. That's not yeah. how you chill. You didn't wake up like that. No. And on top of all that, I think this is this is our this is our first time ever, right? We talked about the quarantine fifteen, right? right? The corona the corona fifteen, um, and you know, obviously, people are gonna put on some weight. Me and a friend of mine, Derek, actually, who was our last caller, we talked to him and we said to him, uh, you know, what are you doing at home to kind of get through this or whatever? Uh, we were talking about how some of the NBA players that are at home now or athletes in general their metabolisms are already really, really high. Right. And so at this time in their lives, if they don't have a way to in- interact or to do some sort of physical activity and they're sitting at home eating, trying to keep up with their metabolism, they're going to put on a lot of fucking weight. Some of these guys are going to be really, really big. So, you know. Yeah, well, uh, who knows when they'll play again. But uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But speaking of callers, we've got someone who's a friend of yours. Right, right. Who's, right. who's going to be calling in today to talk to us a little bit about what's going on from her perspective. You want to tell the folks who she is? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good good friend of mine, uh, the lovely Mimi Rodriguez. Uh, and she uh, works in the ER. She's a nurse in the ER back east in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, celebrities and uh, there's a lot of things in the media um you know about this and there's a lot of misinformation and uh you know people kind of lose sight of of the people who are working in the hospitals Mm -hmm. or uh you know still going to work every day and dedicating their life to 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 stopping this 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 pandemic and reducing the effects of it so um i just figured it would offer us a great perspective if we 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 spoke to somebody kind of like on the ground floor i couldn't agree more so so we're, we're excited to see what she has to say i'm excited So let's let's give her a call Hello. Hi Mimi. Hi, Mimi. This is Amjad. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I've got Tori here with me. What's going on? Nothing. What's going on with you? Oh, not much. Not much. It's great to hear your lovely voice. <laughs> Thank you. Another day, another dollar. Hey Mimi, we appreciate you making time to chat with us. We'd love to hear a little bit about you and where you are in the world right now and what okay. you do. We'll jump into the rest of the conversation from there. Okay. Well, first I want to say thank you for allowing me to use your platform. I appreciate the opportunity. And secondly, uh, my name's Mimi. I work as a emergency department registered nurse in New Jersey. I won't say what hospital exactly, but I work for Hackensack Meridian Health. Okay. And I've been doing that for the past year now. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. She's a hustler. She's a hustler, man. Hustler. I, I, a lot of, long, lot of long hours, very dedicated um, you know, you. to helping people out. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. One of the people that I really look up to and uh, ad- admire for our service. Yeah, I, th- I think we want to start by saying thank you for, for all your work to help out and to really make sure that, uh, you know, folks in our world get the care they need in such a really critical time. So thank you, number one. Thank you. And, and so, yeah, of course. So we want to ask you about your perspective. Obviously, this is a really challenging time. How have you seen the number of people that were visiting the hospital before change uh, from before the coronavirus became a worldwide pandemic that was recognized by the American government to today? It's it's like a double-edged sword. A lot of the times before uh, the coronavirus really made its growth into the United States, a lot of people were coming, whether it was for the smallest things or for something that was really severe, and now it's changed where I'm seeing more patients, I guess partly due from the media, are really anxious and really scared. And a lot of people are just coming to get tested or demanding to get tested, whether they're asymptomatic or symptomatic. 
So that's what we're seeing more of now. Um, obviously, we get a lot of severe patients, respiratory uh, distress patients, but we're seeing uh, the face of COVID, if you want to call it that, change because now the symptoms are focused on other things. So first, we were looking at patients who were having respiratory distress or were having fever, cough, shortness of breath, which can be a sign or symptom of the common cold, uh, the typical influenza A and B, or now coronavirus. And now it's changing to where it's becoming more GI related. So a lot of people are coming in, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain. And now we're seeing something new that's emerging where people are coming in with chest pain and it's actually COVID related because these people are testing positive. So it's causing Mm. cardiac tissue damage as well. We've we've heard that a lot of people seem to say they when they have these some of these cardiac issues that they feel like their chest is trapping them and that they can't breathe and they feel like they have bricks on top of their chest preventing them from breathing. Is that how you would describe that? Yeah, that's a lot of what people are describing. A lot of pressure, uh, a lot of anxiety as well. Of course, they feel like they're feeling an impending doom. A lot of those patients as well, if it's COVID related, which we would find out later on, of course they have a lot of sputum. So they're coughing up a lot of mucus, a lot of junk, which is not something typical in a heart attack. Mm. Uh, It's just started coming about. There's several studies on it and it's been happening more and more in hospitals. One of the youngest patients, I believe is 37 years old. That's unheard of for a 37 year old to have a heart attack, unless maybe they had some sort of co-disease that went along with it or drug use. But now we're seeing that these people are coming up positive for COVID. Which strikes um, not only a red flag, but we're talking about transmission and safety. So these people are going to get cardiac caths done, which is just a procedure for the heart, for the arteries. And these people who are performing the procedure really don't know that this person's positive for something. So now they're at risk. So it's it's really becoming um, something that's emerging with different signs and symptoms. And it's really not just respiratory anymore. So, wow. so, I mean, that's that's a, a really terrifying situation, right? Because now you're saying that there's a lot of other symptoms that people are experiencing that could be symptom that could be problematic as well that weren't symptoms before. But no. are there are there enough tests at your facility to be able to administer these tests to people that come in? And what are the procedures like if someone were to raise their hand and say, I think that I've been exposed to someone who tested positive or I think that I may have these symptoms? What are people supposed to do? So unfortunately, nationwide, we don't have enough tests. Um, So what we do, especially at my facility, I know it's definitely hospitals across the nation, across the state. What we're doing is following an algorithm. So we're pretty much following the CDC and clinical pathways that our physicians are setting for us, uh, our chiefs of medicine. And they're pretty much basing it on the patient, whether they're stable versus unstable and symptomatic versus asymptomatic. So we're gonna use our testing kits for people who are in severe distress, who are considered extremely ill. It would be less likely for us to test someone who just came in for just a cough or doesn't feel anything at all. Now, if someone's been living with someone who tested positive for COVID, not necessarily coronavirus, but for COVID, then that's a different story. But what we're trying to do now is use our testing for the more severe patients versus someone that comes in demanding for it. And what we're also trying to educate the community is that they should really call the emergency room first 
or their primary doctor or a teledoctor. So that's pretty much FaceTiming with a doctor on a telemonitor, letting them know what their symptoms are or their scenario, and that person can lead them or guide them into which place they need to go. That's what we're focusing on now. Got you, got you. I, uh, you said something interesting there, um, and I think uh, this is something that I want to touch on. You mentioned coronavirus and then COVID um, mm-hmm. separately and independently, and uh, we had a conversation about it before, and I think mm-hmm. that's something that people don't understand is that there are different strains. Uh, could you speak on that? Definitely. So without going too in-depth, um, coronavirus is really an umbrella term. And within coronavirus is a wide scope of other viruses, anywhere ranging from the common cold to an upper respiratory tract infection, which is pretty much the same thing. You're looking at SARS, uh, Middle Eastern Respiratory Distress Syndrome, which happened years ago. And we're looking at now a newer strain, which is COVID-19. So you can have coronavirus, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have COVID-19. And plenty of people have coronavirus, and I think the media isn't really advocating in the right way, as usual. And it's scaring people because they see cases and they see coronavirus cases. But what they really should be talking about is COVID-19. Because that's where usually we'll see more severe um, illness in patients with the COVID-19. We've seen a shift towards the media starting to do that. And, and I think as a result of that, we're also starting to see more and more folks really start to get access to testing. What's in those test kits? So really, um, and I'll be honest with you, the pathway to testing, it ha- within my facility at least, it's changed a couple times on what we're using to swab. Um, but usually what we'll do, if we suspect someone of it, We'll do a respiratory panel on them first. So we're talking a nasal swab and an oral mm-hmm. swab. That's what we've first seen. First yep. is a nasal, and then if it's COVID, we're doing nasal and oral, and we're testing it. Um, the issue with the testing kits, as of now, which I know it's subject to change, if we do the respiratory testing or the respiratory swab, we can get those results anywhere between three to five hours. If those are negative, which we kind of want them to be positive in this case, then that would raise a red flag. And we would say, okay, we need to move forward. And this person is highly highly at risk for COVID in that sense, if they have an illness with no alternative diagnosis. Hmm. So the problem with the COVID testing is that it has a really high turnaround. So we're looking at anywhere from five to seven days before we find out. So that's why we follow hmm. an algorithm on who to isolate. Because by the time we find out someone has COVID, If we didn't do the right thing as far as admitting them, isolating them, now that's other people at risk. We're doing this all based on symptoms and what we figure out. Because at this point, someone's lab results can be okay. Their chest x-rays can be negative. Um, It's it's really a hit or miss with this situation at this point, especially because there's new symptoms emerging. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what we're following and how we're doing it. Let me me tell you, that nasal swab is no mm-hmm. joke it looks crazy no, it's not. i was I, I i uh i went to the hospital a couple of weeks ago and i uh i was diagnosed with the flu um which okay. i'm kind of i don't know i'm kind of questioning that because uh this was the flu like i've never felt before but um mm-hmm. that nasal swab i it was terrible um yeah it really is it's not comfortable at all mimi i have a question for you 
Obviously, you and all the staff within these these hospitals and medical care facilities are working overtime. What are you all doing and what are those facilities doing to protect you all, number one, and two, to make sure you have the resources to be cope for in terms of your mental health as well as your physical health because you're up on your feet all day long? Yeah, well, I know it's different for every hospital. I've spoken to numerous nurses. They all are upset. They feel as if they're not being protected correctly. And I, you know, I feel for them. Um, luckily, thus far, uh, the department that I'm working for, we've been given a decontamination room, I would say. It's called the Purple Sun. Mm-hmm. So we can decontaminate objects there. It takes 90 seconds, supplies, what have you. We've been offered um, a unit where we can shower. Um, we're changing now. We're working on disposable scrubs which I know takes a little while, which I hope can come into effect. Mm-hmm. But as far as the masks, my biggest issue is masks, as well as every other nurse. Um, unless a person is considered critically ill or severely ill, and they're definitely on isolation, we can't use the N95 regularly. We can only use it with those patients. So when I walk around on the floor or the unit, I'm using a general surgical mask, which is fine. It's somewhat of a protection, but... The real point of a surgical mask is really for a patient who's sick. Mm. If they're sick and they're coughing or they're sneezing, then all of their sputum or their germs, pathogens gets caught in the mask. If I wear an N95 and I'm around you and you're coughing and you're sneezing, it's okay because I won't breathe that in. Gotcha. So there's a difference there. Um, wow, they really. Masks. That's the biggest thing. And you just have a lack of supply of masks currently. Yes, a lack of support. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I saw today in the news that there are some medical professionals who are thinking about creating homemade masks so that they can Uh use them on the job. Can you talk to us about the effectiveness of something like that or the effectiveness of those masks that you all are using, whether it's the N95 or the surgical mask currently? Um, Me personally, unless I saw some sort of data or whatever the case was to back up, their homemade mask, I really would strongly um, disagree to that. Uh, I'd rather have a, it sounds silly, I'd rather have a sterilized mask versus something that was homemade. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, pathogens, germs, vectors, they can find, they're very pesky and they're very intelligent and they can find their way to your skin um, at any cost. So we really want to be careful, especially with making things. But some people, you know, they can make something and they may be successful at it. I'm not sure, but I really wouldn't, um, I really wouldn't do something like that personally. And I wouldn't um, suggest that anybody else does, but who knows? It may work for them, but it's sad that yeah. people have to do that. that. They have to resort right. to that. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, not that it's upsetting, but it's frustrating, especially as a nurse, when I see people who should be on quarantine taking selfies in a mask mm. and that mask could have been, used by me or somebody else right right you know you know that's that's what's more frustrating if you guys want to go out that's on you obviously people have a right to protect themselves but to use it in that way and um it didn't really hit me things like that bothering me until this happened um that's what bothers me the most if you have any extra mass or whatever the case is if you're not allowed out or if you should be on quarantine whatever the case is those should really be donated versus just using it for your personal use or don't so, take a selfie in it. Right, right, right. It's just yeah. it's somewhat in, somewhat insensitive. And I think that um, a lot of people, um, they don't see this other side because uh, they're not directly, you know, they're not on the, on the ground floor like you or they don't have anybody in their life who is. So 
um, that's why it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and when we spoke the other day, you offered me a new perspective. And that's why I thought it'd be such a uh, such a good opportunity for you to come and, and, and talk to us and talk to the people, uh, all five listeners that we have on this new podcast <laughs> uh, and just kind of, you know, offer up, offer up your perspective on things, um, because a lot of people are insensitive and a lot of people are ignorant. Um, you know, they simply don't have the information. So uh-huh. um, I, I'm wondering, Mimi, what are some of the things that your you and your colleagues are doing to support each other? Honestly, you know, I, I'm blessed and lucky enough to say I have a very big support system at work. Um, we usually speak very often, even outside of work. And even when we're at work, we try to change the subject as hard as it is. We try and talk about regular life things mm-hmm. because if we don't, then forget about it. Um, we're so inundated and so is every other emergency department and CCU or ICU nurse and regular floors with what's going on. Plus imagine management and administration the pressure that they have and the Mm -hmm. stress they they have and it trickles down to us and what we're trying our best to do is just support one another um we're really big on teamwork helping one another out uh i can honestly say my team is big on not bringing personal problems home especially during a time like this because it's enough stress so in, in that way we've been doing really well the support is there so making jokes um trying to take five minutes at least out of the day to go outside and breathe a little bit. Uh, My facility also offers a psychiatrist Mm. that sees us once a week if we want to. It's voluntary. They strongly suggest it so we can speak one-on-one as well. Would you recommend a psychologist uh, to people that are at home dealing with the situation now? Or or what would you recommend and how can we help you as people that are sitting at home, especially for those of us who feel a sense of responsibility? Uh, Definitely. I'm really big on mental health. Um, with patients, you know, we can fix their physical, but it all starts with their mental health. Uh, so I'm really big on speaking to someone, therapy, anything that's therapeutic, whether it's a family member, a friend. I know this is a day and age of technology. So when I say telemedicine, you can also speak to psychology as well or a psychiatrist or a therapist. There's even apps for that as well. Yeah, there's one called um, BetterHelp I'm, I'm really that I really like. Doing that. Yeah. Yeah. BetterHelp is there. That's very popular. And it's really, you know, I really advocate for stuff like that uh and it's personal you don't have to tell other people you're doing it Mm -hmm. um and during a time like this besides meditating or prayer whatever you believe in and speaking to someone pick up a new talent do something you've always wanted to do educate yourself you know that's like a big thing that i feel people should be doing at a time like this i've heard and i've seen really ignorant people and it's so so have we in clearwater beach florida (laughs) definitely (laughs) and it's like You know, I have people or I have friends that are close to me. They'll retweet something, take a screenshot and send it to me. Oh, my God. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, who wrote that? Is it evidence-based? And where's the data backing that theory up? And they get so mad at me because I challenge them. But that's really what it should be. You never want to lose your credibility as a person by retweeting or reposting something on Instagram. It's another big thing. Absolutely. And, And what can we do sitting at home to support you? I mean, my biggest thing would probably be um, if anybody knows anyone who have a 95 mask, as bad as it sounds, I have to ask general public, donations would be really helpful. Um, Anything to protect whoever's on the front line, uh, prayers, support, and your thank yous are enough. You know, um, that's the biggest thing. You know, some people will ask, oh, you know, 
it'd be great if people could bring us water or vitamin C. I don't think that's important. I think what's important is protecting ourselves. Yeah. So anything related Absolutely. to that, definitely. And protecting yourselves, you know, your health is number one, health is wealth. And if you take care of yourself and you're on top of that, I think that that'll make the situation better because this situation will die down. It'll take a while, but it will. But we have to do the right thing first. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you. Well, so well spoken. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to keep you very much longer. I know that, you know, again, thank you so much for your time. I know this is exhausting and you. such a such a challenging time in your life and all of our lives. But, you know, we, we really salute you and commend you for the work you're doing to support all of us. And so if you're listening thank out you. there and you see a clip from us about this, send your N95 masks to the hospital. Let the people who need it most use it. How can they get it to you? Uh, well, they can contact you guys and I can give you guys my contact. No, I mean, if, if someone is coming to donate a mask to the hospital, how can they get it to the hospital or a the drive-by, a drive-by? You um, just, you just drive-by, throw it out the window, the pull up. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw it out the window. <laughs> give me a heads up so I can have security pick it up. Right, you spray it. it down first, too. Spray it down. Spray it down, throw it out the window and just, and oh just skeet yeah, off. I'll spray it for them. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. We appreciate your time and, and, and hang in there and keep thank fighting the good fight. We appreciate you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. You know, right, I love, you know I love you, girl. Goodbye. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> me too. Bye. She didn't even say it back. She said, me too. <laughs> Take care. Bye. She's like, olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a really informative session with Mimi. I'm, I'm really thankful man. that you got her, got her to come on and talk to us. Man, it's her day off. She's she's got to go to work at four a.m. It's uh, it's uh, eight p.m. on the East Coast, so um, for her to take her time out um, is very special. But she's very passionate about what she does, and um, you know, she's very adamant on sharing this information uh, to the public because there's so much misinformation. So I couldn't agree more. And I think for those of you that are listening, this you you know we we don't really promote ourselves as much as we should, but I think it's important for you all to go out there and tell the world about what we're doing, about what what information we're sharing, because some of this stuff is really relevant. Mm -hmm. Take pieces of this conversation from our conversation with Mimi and tell your friends, if they have those N95 masks, to do a little drive-by and get them to the hospital. Right. Stay at home. You know, Say thank you on social media, but I think the biggest thing and the best thing we can all do is stay at home, keep our, keep our distance from other folks, and do our part to allow the folks who are on the ground fighting for all of us to keep doing that work. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So, Thanks again, Mimi, for your time. We really appreciate you. So, where we at, <laughs> man? Man, what a! Uh, as I said, man, I, I I was up all night. Um, I woke up, had a very late start to the day. I didn't go on social media. I've yet to do so. Um, so I don't really know what's going on in the world. I do know one thing that I got a text message today that made me laugh. Mm. Uh, it was my boy Bobby. Uh, Bobby at Influx. He makes these these awesome coasters and home decor. Um, you know, these Nipsey coasters that we're using right now are awesome. So, uh, go check out influx.com. Um, hey man, you better tell them to send the check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, you know, <laughs> sponsored by influx. <laughs> nah, but yeah. So anyway, he texted me today. He said, Hey man, like, uh, <laughs> can I get a shout out? No, 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 not at all. He said, Hey, you want to, you want to ride bikes at a distance tomorrow? Oh. Like, you know, and it was just so funny, man. It was just like one of those texts where, you know, when you're working in a corporate corporate world, uh, or, you know, just going through your day-to-day -day routine as normal, mm -hmm. you know, some of those things you don't you don't get a chance to do. So it's yeah. like, you know, sitting at home thinking about, like, well, what could I do? Like, oh, 
you know, we're allowed uh, as a part of this lockdown, we're allowed to, you know, go out, walk in the neighborhood or, you know, what have you. So um, it's not completely dangerous to go out and, and, and ride a bicycle, you know, 10 feet away from one of your homies. Right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's sad that that's what it's come to. That's what it's come to. But, you know, um, I got that text message. I'm just thinking, man, this guy must be at home bored. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he picked up video games he hadn't played in years. And I forgot you, know, you had a bike in the garage. Yeah, I do have a bike. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, you know what? I need to go out there and pump up my tires. You know what I mean? Get it, get on, get yeah, on. Yeah, man. So it's just funny, man. I, it, I'm just noticing that so many people are just kind of reverting back to their childhoods. Yeah. You know, and I'm super excited about it. Like, I can't wait. Like, yeah, man. Like. You know, for the for the couple minutes that I'm going to be outside tomorrow, like I'm going to ride my bike. You're going to enjoy 10 it. feet away from my home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think, again, you know, I, I mentioned before, this is a time in our lives that we're probably never going to have ever again. Right? right. Because when have you ever had a time to be at home with whoever's at home for you and, and really have an opportunity to focus and do something that you've never had the time to do? And so if you're normally trapped in the office, this is your chance to to start painting, to start writing a book if you want to write a book, to write a song, to learn a new instrument. Obviously, you got to get the instrument and make sure it's at home and, you know, do that within reason. But this is really your time to do that. Right. I think for for us, starting this podcast was our way to be creative. And it's something that you've always wanted to do and something that I've always wanted to do. And I think it's proving to us how easy it is to do it. Right. Right. I, I read somewhere. A couple of years ago, I don't know the exact stat, so don't quote me, but the quote says something like 70% of people get 80% of their satisfaction from saying that they're going to do something. Not mm. actually even doing it, but just saying, saying that they're going to do something. And so I think this is your time to really capitalize on that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. A lot of times I, I feel like, um, you know, you come up with an idea and you, you know, you may think it's a great idea, but in, in terms of priority, uh, with other things that you have going on in your life, it might be lower on the, you know, lower on the totem, you know, so um, it, it it never gets done. Yeah. But in this situation, you don't have anything going on outside uh, to distract you. So those silly ideas or, you know, those ideas that you have just become, you know, the most important. Absolutely. Um, they, you know, so um, I, I've felt, I know I felt in a, uh, a jump, a, a spike in creativity since I've been inside this house. Same here. And uh, it's just making me appreciate the time that I have even more and kind of like recalibrate and, and really reprioritize and see uh, what's most important in life. I, I've really loved also catching up with friends that I haven't had a chance to talk to that I love, right? And I, I think good friendships, uh, the ones that should last you a lifetime are ones that you don't need to talk every single day. It's, it's all love, no matter what. When we see each other, it's as if nothing has skipped a beat, nothing has changed, except for what we're doing in our lives That's today. It. If if I can talk to you every single day and you're not doing anything in your life, I don't know if I want to be friends with you. Man, you know, and there's there's nothing I hate more than somebody who's like, yo, you don't even hit me up or like, I ain't talked to you. And, you know, there's nothing I hate more than that. Like you said, <laughs> the best friendships, the best relationships our relationships that you can just pick up, mm-hmm. you know, right where you left off. Yep. You, know, you live your life and I live mine. And that, and that, and I've got a lot of people in my life, um, you know, that are like that. But if you could take the time to say, Oh, you don't even hit me up. You don't even, if, if you do all of that and you keep a, a, a record and the tab of everything, then you just clearly have nothing going on in your life or, yeah. or you just not, you know, you're just not respectful of my time, my life, mm-hmm. you know, what I got going on, mm-hmm. you know? 
Um, some people, some people are like that, man, and and, and it's sad, and it's sad. But yeah. those aren't those aren't the individuals that I I want in my life. Ne- neither neither do I. You know, one of the most creative things that I've seen people do with their time recently. Uh, a friend of ours, Amin Al Hassan, who's a ES- ah, ESPN personality, TV per- sports personality, all star, as they said today in a New York Times article that featured him. So shout out to him. Um, he's been putting together these sixty second news oh, flash clips that are absolutely hilarious. hilarious. So if you are on uh, Twitter and and uh, Twitter and Instagram, you can find Amin at Darth Amin, D-A-R-T-H-A-M-I-N, to see a couple of these clips that are absolute comedy. Yeah, we're going to need that check, too. Comedy. I mean, we know you got it, baby. You know what so, I mean? We're promoting you over here. We need that check. Yeah. Man. Well, Dream, I need it. I don't Dreamville know if, fan. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I'm Jenny's, but I need it, man. Hey man, I'll take every penny I can get, brother. Every <laughs> Shout penny. Shout out I to Amin, bro. I love what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. You're keeping the people entertained at this moment, man. Yes, sir. So with that, in the event we don't make it, make sure you check out Amin on Instagram. Absolutely. And while you're at Absolutely. it, give us a follow too. Why not? Send us I mean, your questions there if you have things that you want to talk about or things you want to hear us talk about. Tori, you're at your Lamont. At Lamont underscore yep, yep. Tory T O R Y, and I'm Amjed A M J E D O S M A N Osman. So, hit us up. Let us know if you got questions for us. Until then, yeah, give us some feedback, man. I know there's only five of you listening right now, but uh, hey, you man. know, we're trying to grow, baby. We're trying to do what we could do. Exactly. To serve the people. Shout out to Mimi. Thank you for coming on. In the event we don't make it, we'll see y'all next time. Later. Peace. <laughs>